Welcome back to But Why Though the Podcast, where we talk about the things in pop culture that matter and ask the question, but why though? Today's episode, we're talking about everybody's favorite web-slinging superhero, Spider-Man. And as always, I am your host, Kate, and I'm here with Adrian. Hey, how's it going? And Matt. Hello. And as always, we're going to start off with our introductory question. First, how familiar are you with Spider-Man? And second, who's your favorite Spider-Man? Matt? Uh, I'm kind of very familiar with Spider-Man. Spider-Man's probably my favorite comic book hero to everybody. Um, and obviously my favorite Spider-Man is Peter Parker. The one and only Spider-Man. The one and only? Yes. Which, which <laughs> like, it, like rendition of Spider-Man, though? Oh, uh... Or, or Peter Parker, I guess. Okay, uh, probably pre-Disney taking over Peter Parker. So probably more, I like the 90s type Spider-Man. And I guess before that, with those uh, comics and series. Nice, nice. We'll probably nice. talk about it more, but before what Disney has done to Spider-Man in the last 10 years. <laughs> what about you, Adrian? <laughs> um, I mean, I've been familiar with Spider-Man for a while. Um, like, back in the 90s, like, I would, I would say probably like the heyday of animated uh, comic book superheroes. You know, Spider-Man was one of the ones I was watching all the time, so that's probably where I first saw him, and then he's just always stuck around. He's just one of those characters that you just love. Like, I don't know anyone who doesn't like Spider-Man. Like, there's people who are like, oh, I don't like I don't like Superman because blah, 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 blah. But I think never met anyone who doesn't like Spider-Man. He's just a great character. Um, I think my favorite Spider-Man is, um, I would have to say it's like Spider-Man 2099, just because he's mm. badass. Okay. Uh, Miguel O'Hara. I had a com. I had a comment from him way, way back in the day, and I was like, "Man, this dude is way different than Peter Parker," and I like the difference. Yeah. Nice. I think for me, so I love Spider-Man. Um, obviously, not my favorite because X-Men is. Uh, but I would say X-Men and Spider-Man. Like my comic book knowledge is probably both of those are pretty close. Like I probably know about them the most. Um. And I really like Tobey Maguire as Spider-Man. Not emo Tobey Maguire before you at me, but... You're going to get added, period, for that. No, first movie, Tobey, is a really good... Okay, scratch that. He's He's a really good Peter Parker. There you go. He's a really good Peter Parker, which I really like. And we'll talk about it a little bit later, like... Spider-Man's one of those characters who is fleshed out both as a superhero and not. And I think that's really awesome. But I think my favorite Spider-Man character is Miles Morales. Um, So he's from the Ultimate Marvel series. And I love him because he has a tragic story as well. Copycat. He's kind of responsible for Peter's death. Also horrible. (laughs) Or at least he thinks he is. Um, He is. (laughs) but as always we will have a leader for this episode so our our fearless leader will be matt to bring us through the wonderful wonderful world of spider-man today take it away take it away take it away (sighs) okay um so i get to do probably as usual probably go with a little history Obviously, Spider-Man been a lot. He's been a big fan favorite. So I'm going to try to keep this history kind of short so we can kind of talk about a lot of the other things other than just, like, listing every single thing he's done over the years. We could probably do two hours of just listing yeah, things. Yeah, this, just, I mean, making 
getting ready for this episode probably took me like at least three hours just to do the trying to narrow down just the history alone on what to put and what how to try to condense this. But let's see what we can do here. So he was created in 1962 by Stan Lee and Steve uh, Ditko. Ditko. I always want to say Dilko. Sergeant Dilko. But uh, his first appearance in The Amazing 15, or the number 15, was his first appearance. Um, then he ended up having his own first comic starting the following year, because he was very successful. Basically, The Amazing Spider-Man comics. That was the first one that took off. And so we'll kind of go into, basically, as we talked about, Peter Parker was his alter ego. Um, his parents died, murdered, gone. Depending on what storyline, it's it was kind of a mystery for the longest time, I guess. They didn't really address it, right? Yeah, it was never really addressed at any time. They just kind of said, your parents are gone. <laughs> so he was raised by his uncle Ben and Aunt May. Well, from what I know, um, Stanley and Steve uh, Ditko, they kind of wanted to conceive this character like he was raised like an orphan was. So he was kind of raised by his uncle and aunt. Um, most of the time, he was portrayed as a teenager, a high schooler, and obviously into a college student. That's usually where they always take place. I think in the later, later renditions, he finally like grows up and whatnot. Um, so he basically gets all his superpowers by being bitten by... I, radioactive spider is what it usually says. I've always said experimental radioactive spider, because usually these aren't just your normal they're not just walking around out in the wild yeah radiation kills things and it's gonna kill you so a normal radiate uh radioactive spider would kill you for most part if comics taught me anything it means i get superpowers yeah <laughs> so he gets bit by this experimental radioactive spider and he gets genetic mutations and he kind of gets like almost like spider-like abilities so he's able to cling to walls he ends up with super strength agility speed reflexes he has great equilibrium or balance he also has basically a kind of a healing factor. It's not kind of a big, doesn't really play a bigger role like in, say, your, your Wolverine or Deadpool, but it does happen. It has basically two favorite, or not two favorite, his two, I guess, most popular um, abilities, which is called, one's called the Spider Sense. It's almost like enhanced situational awareness. It kind of, he gets like a tingle in his, like, uh, almost, I want to say it's a, not as cerebral cortex. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I get tingles somewhere too in yeah. places I can't really say. So I, under, I understand where you're going. Yeah. Anyways, so basically, is, is your spider sense tingling right now? No, because I'm not in dangers. So basically, it, it alerts him. Of Mine danger. doesn't happen in danger, so it's okay. <laughs> Anytime he feels threatened in the level of threat, he gets a tingle in basically the back of his cranium and kind of down his neck. So if you ever get that thing shot down the neck, he kind of has it enhanced. They don't really ever explain, like, why he has this or how he got this exactly. Just I just realized you could have explained the tingle, like, as goosebumps. Because that's always well, how they but, animate it. Not nah, well, they, yeah, sort of. They, they'll always play it off the cranium. You don't really get goosebumps usually in your head. So, you guys are killing <laughs> this for me. Anyways, moving on here. I think it's awesome. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Spider Sense, it's basically like enhanced situational awareness. It kind of... When he feels danger or senses danger, then he kind of gets a notion that, oh, I sense this, do something. And then, obviously, his web shooters, or kind of in the Tobey Maguire one, he has spinnerets in his wrist from the genetic mutation, which at some time, Stan Lee has actually said that I kind of wish I thought of that. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, and pretty much almost all the renditions he has, basically, web shooters that he had made and whatnot. Whew. 
So, going on, we'll kind of talk about, I guess, the where he's been, because he's been in a ton of movies, a ton of different media, and a ton of different games. We'll start off with, obviously, the comic that I mentioned earlier, the Amazing Spider-Man comics. It ran from the year 1963 to the very, very end of 2012, so about 50 years. I think they celebrated the 700 issue as a 50-year mark to close it. And basically, they did have a few hiatuses. I believe in 95, they kind of took a little break. There was a few sub, like, relaunches, kind of, sort of, renumberings involved. But it's pretty much one of the longest-running com- comics there is. Um, smaller note, they had a actually a Broadway musical that ran from 2011 to 2014. Let's just say <laughs> it was very, very expensive. It was a... I guess what they say, a flash in a pan, it made a lot of money really quick, and then it happened to unfortunately not be that well. It's and like then, Batman versus Superman. Yeah. <laughs> it actually held the record for highest box office sales for one week at $2.9 million. I also like how a lot of like the big pop culture things that we're, wa- that we're talking about have musicals, and it makes me really happy because I want to go watch them. Yeah. <clears throat> when this one came out, I thought about it, but obviously where we live, I don't know how much it actually came. In that general time frame, but yeah, I do remember it being, unfortunately, not as well. Getting to the movies, there's a ton of movies. <clears throat> Obviously, there's a ton, uh, little movie series that took place in the late 70s to uh, the 80s. It kind of like, it's weird, it's like a, there was a two-season like TV show, but then it had like three movies that kind of spun off of the TV show. I mean, they were kind of famous, but they weren't really big. Probably the majority of the people, especially like our generation, know them. The movies from the early 2000s to mid to the end of 2000s. The Sam Raimi. Yeah, Sam Raimi. Raimi Field is what they call it. And basically with Tobey Maguire, as Kate mentioned earlier, Spider-Man 1, 2, and 3. They definitely got, they didn't get creative with any of their names as they no. moved on. Well, the one of the really interesting things that happened when Sam Raimi was brought onto the Spider-Man franchise is he's a horror director. And so people were kind of worried, but really excited at the same time that he was going to bring his spin to Spider-Man. Um, hmm. which is which I thought was really great and then after these kind of fizzle out then he's like okay I'm going back to horror I tried the superhero thing <laughs> <laughs> well there actually were plans for a Spider-Man 4 and even a 5 and then it just kind of took too long and they said you had to have it done by this and he's like I can't do that because Spider-Man 3 ended up being a Emo very Toby Maguire yeah kind of a letdown and so he just kind of withdrew from the project and the weird Topher Grace as Venom yes yeah, such a bad choice. Yeah. Such a yeah. terrible, terrible choice. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what an awful Eddie Brock. Like, Jesus Christ, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah of all uh, Eddie Brocks they could have chosen, that was a, definitely an odd one. Like, yeah, you could have found, like, any meathead to play Eddie Brock, and it would have been amazing. But you picked... Yeah, who would have been amazing? The Rock. Tom Hardy. Ooh, Tom Hardy. You gotta give that guy a mask. He does well in masks. Hey, you know, that's why he's playing Venom in the new fucking movie, so... Yeah, yeah, we're going to see, mm-hmm. yeah, which should be interesting how that actually plays out. I'm excited. Eventually. I mean, I'm excited for the movie, but I guess as Kate will talk about with the whole licensing and separation and everything else. And then they had, uh, basically Sony then made their own little uh, Andrew Garfield movies, The Amazing Spider-Man and The Amazing Spider-Man 2 in 2012 and 2014. And I think these are the opposite. I thought Andrew Garfield played a good Spider-Man but not a great Peter Parker. He was way, he was a way, in my opinion, he was a way worse Peter Parker than Tobey Maguire was a bad Spider-Man. 
Yeah, no, no. Yeah, I right. He was like painfully bad as Peter Parker. Yeah, no. I he was YouTubing how batteries worked. <laughs> Peter Parker's a genius. He was YouTubing how batteries worked. Yes. Are you yeah. kidding me? He also came off as bratty. And I like thought. too cool and like popular. Get out of here. We don't need yeah. Andrew Garfield like, as our Spider-Man. Thank you. I'm glad that's over with. <laughs> I am too. I didn't care for the second one. I think they started reverting kind of. I thought it was a little too childish. Yeah, it was like 17 yeah. villains in there. Yeah. And then that leads all the way up to basically the MCU films where he first finally made an appearance coming back in 2016 with Civil War and the new movie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, by the time of this recording, it's sh- or by the time this is released, like it'll be coming out the day yeah. after, basically. Yeah, something like that. Spider Man Homecoming 2017. Which we will be in the seats, so uh, look out for that uh, BS corner coming your way. And I just kind of want to step in here and talk a little bit about like. Everybody's hyped for Spider-Man Homecoming, and the reason it's Homecoming is because this is going to be the first Spider-Man film that Marvel actually gets to make. So Marvel owns... Licensing rights are weird. So Marvel owns the rights in print and in television, but they don't own the rights for video game or for um, motion picture. So they can't... They couldn't do anything with Spider-Man in that realm. And then essentially Sony was losing a crap ton of money and was like, we need help. And they were like, give him to us for Civil War. We'll do stuff with you. And so now it's a joint venture where they're bringing him into the Marvel Universe. But if you ever just want to go down a wormhole, plug for Other Side of the Wormhole with Matt, just look up all the weird things that keeps Marvel from doing stuff in the MCU so far as licensing. Spider-Man because Sony was going broke. I said that. I know, but that was literally the mainly the only reason. Okay. And well. the fact that Fantastic Four failed. They sold it because Sony was going broke, and they needed money. But they didn't sell it. They still retained Well, they ownership. retained it, but they needed money to keep going. Yeah, they retained ownership, but they gave the rights to Marvel. Like, they let Marvel have creative freedom in it, and then they maintained... Then they said, well, we will produce a video game that video game can only come out on our Sony platform. Right. Um, so that way they make all the revenue from the video games, and that also gives Marvel a launching point to do a new Spider-Man series, t- television-wise. Basically, Sony and Fox need to give up their rights to those Marvel stuff and let Marvel just do them better. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, before, so before we go into all the animated shows, I kind of want to skip... Talk about, I guess, the weird thing when I'm looking this up. Because obviously we all talk about games. We just did an eSports episode about two weeks ago, and we all play video games. Looking this up, there's approximately about 37 or so standalone video games across about 15 different platforms from about 1981 to, as she just mentioned, the new one coming out on uh, next year. Yeah. And, and this does not even include all the games such as like Marvel vs. Capcom or Marvel Ultimate Alliance or such like that where he's just actually a character you can play. Those are just like his own like standalone where he's a main character type games. And I just... I thought for a character that was just insane. I didn't realize there was that many of them. Oh, yeah. More games than Lara Croft. Yeah, Ultimate <laughs> yeah. Spider-Man was like... I probably played that game hundreds of hours as a kid on uh, my GameCube. That game was amazing. It's why I'm salty about the uh, PS4 exclusive for this next one, because it looks like Ultimate Spider-Man, and I'm jealous. Yeah, it actually looks really, really good, but unfortunately, they tried to make it exclusive, because that's what Sony loves to do. But yeah, 
I just want to throw that in there a little tidbit because it is kind of a big part of Spider-Man, but it's just there was so much to go. <clears throat> so we'll go to the animated shows. There's a lot of these, <laughs> so I'm going to try to only talk about maybe a few of them. And these are probably only the main ones that you could probably think. You could just sit here and talk about them for a while. The first one is Spider-Man from 1967 to 70, and basically this Spider-Man best known just for the Spider-Man theme song. The theme song that everybody knows. Oh, it's going to be in my head now. Is came just from do it, Kate. Just, just get out. Just get out of your system because you know you want to do it. Spider Man. No, no, Spider Pig. Why Spider Pig come in my head? No, that's okay. that's the thing. That's no, it went off. Yeah. Okay. Anyways. Okay. I'm sorry. Look out! Here comes Spider Man. Okay, I'm done. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's not X Men though. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so in 1981, Spider Man, which kind of kind of branches into Spider Man and his amazing friends, didn't last as long this year, and then. I'm going to skip over... Well, I guess I don't have to. But then the next one would be 1994 series uh, the ni- uh, through 98. It has uh, probably one of the best series. Obviously, Adrian will disagree. Because there is another one that ends up being pretty good as well. But not my favorite. The, the 91, obviously, I guess the age group difference is whatnot. I enjoy the, ni- the 90s one best. It also seems to be the most popular. At least from, uh, like, one when they see all your cartoons or your memes and whatnot else. That would be the one that usually yeah. is used. Just finish your list and then we can talk about it a little bit. Yeah. Uh, the next one would be Spider-Man Unlimited, 1999. Only had one season. Should have had uh, more. Yeah. <laughs> it's Adrian. good, man. If you've never seen Spider-Man Unlimited, picture, like, Batman Beyond, but, like, of the Spider-Man universe. Yeah, It's weird. Much. His suit is different. The villains are weird. But it's, it works. I like it. It was good. Yeah. It was all right. It definitely was just weird. Sometimes it threw me off. Uh, I guess we will mention this one. But Neil Patrick Harris. Yeah, the new animated series in 2003. I'm not going to lie. I can only watch two episodes. The animation drove me insane. I was It all hurt my head. I will say this. The story was actually really good in that one. I couldn't make it because the animation <laughs> pixels were coming at me too much. Terrible. Yes. Yeah, like and Beast then, Wars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Think upgraded version of Beast Wars. So many polygons. Uh, Spider Man the Spectacular, or the, uh, excuse me, Spider Man the Spectacular Spider Man in 2008 was another one. This was actually a pretty good one, but unfortunately it was canceled in the middle because Disney had bought the ser- uh, bought Marvel at the time in 2000, I believe it was nine or so, and the actual show was owned by Sony. I would also want to point out what makes the licensing thing really weird is everybody goes bankrupt, and that's the reason Marvel doesn't own its rights, is because they were going bankrupt, sold them off to everybody, and then we're going bankrupt again, and then Disney was like, we'll save you, we'll buy you out. And yeah, pretty happened. much. <laughs> <laughs> Just a bunch of large companies bailing each other out till they get on a streak, and then we'll bail you right back out. Um, the next, the newest one that just finished up actually this year was the Ultimate Spider-Man that ran from basically 2013 to 2017. It is the longest Marvel cartoon to date at 104 episodes. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, I liked it. Um, I couldn't, I say I like it, but it kind of bugged me because it was, it was definitely a lot more, uh, it was designed for kids more. Yeah, like it was like, was it like Disney XDs where it was at, right? Yeah, yeah. it was probably like so a 7 to 10 age range. Yeah, so it's just different. Bunch. You get Nova in there. You get a whole bunch of other superheroes, too. Like, it's not mm. just Spider-Man. Um, I will say this. If you're only going to watch one episode of it, go watch the Deadpool episode. Yeah, that, that was pretty good. so good. Yeah, yeah that's good. But uh, this one just ended, and now they're basically replacing that one with... Uh, somebody didn't mess with that. With Miles Morales and 
Oh, there it is. Marvel Spider-Man sem- premiering, I believe, in September of this year. Yep, with Miles Morales and Spider-Gwen. Which cool. I don't know how they're going to do Spider-Gwen, though. I don't know. Because Apparently all three of them are supposed to be in there. I'm not exactly sure. I'm going to confused by that because Spider-Gwen like, exists in an alternate Spider-Verse where she gets bit and is the spider person versus Peter Parker. And Peter Parker is the one who ends up being a bad, like he like mutates into a lizard man. Yes. And so like it's completely different. Time. It can work with Miles, but it can't like Spider-Gwen writes out Peter Parker from ever being a Spider-Man. So, yeah. I don't know how that's going to work. I honestly don't know. <laughs> All four more miles, but. So, going back, because that was pretty much how we're up to date with the anime shows, but going back, I kind of want to know, Adrian, did you watch, I'm assuming you watched the 90s Spider-Man, correct? Yeah, of course. It was, it was the first Spider-Man I watched. Yeah. I was, and so I was just yeah, kind of wondering, great. so, yeah, no, I was wondering, basically, because you say you obviously like the spectacular Spider-Man, what, I mean, I think you said that you like that one better, so I was just kind of wondering. Um, I just that. thought the animation was better. Like, I think it, it holds up better over time. Like, if you go back and watch that uh, the 90s Spider-Man, it doesn't hold up like the way that like Batman the Animated Series holds up now. Because uh, they both are like true to the comics for, for a lot of it. Yes. But it's just like old animation versus new animation. And you get Peter Parker in high school, which I like better than him in college. Uh, so it's, I don't know. I don't think it's like... I don't know. I just like that one better. Like, it, it was really, really good. If not for the licensing thing, like everyone thought that it was going to be, you know, the next Batman the Animated Series, like that tier of of goodness, and it just didn't happen because, like, it was on schedule for sixty five sixty five episodes, just like Spider Man the Animated Series was. Yeah. It just just didn't reach it. I think if it would have reached it, it would probably be like the definitive Spider Man. I will say this: oh, it yeah. is dated. You know why? More. The pant animation. That yeah, like and, big, oh, that yeah. big baggy oh, pant bulge thing that is like total like mid two thousands WB kids cartoon like pants. Yeah, it's it's pretty. <laughs> I don't dated. know if that makes sense, but like Static Shock yes. had the exact same pants drawn on everybody, just like that. Which is kind of funny because you because basically that one got canceled like because of the Sony and Disney thing. The '90s series also was canceled, not because of ratings or anything, but literally because of uh, disagreements among like the executive producer and the head. The oh, network really? Ma- yeah, network manager. It's the only reason that show was canceled. Really? Poor Spidey. Yeah, that was so. The two best Spider-Man shows have been canceled because people disagree, not <laughs> because of poor ratings. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but uh, that one's obviously my favorite one. Obviously, I kind of, I guess, I was more of a kid to have time to watch TVs in the 90s than I did in the late 2000s. I, I mean, I was good. in high school like in the late 2000s like when that was coming out. So it's not yeah. like I was like... Yeah, I think I just finished high school. So, I mean, it wasn't uh, like I was pretty you're old. old or anything. You're old. Yeah. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, it's a busy time. But, uh, yeah, they're both rated pretty high. Um, you have this one said, I guess, on the IGN list of 2009. I wasn't exactly sure. That was the only list I saw for that one. The 84th, yeah. That IGN had its 84th best animated series. Mm-hmm. I guess that one was the thirtieth or so. Yeah, it's crazy because um, just like I'm, I'm sure it's some initial bias, but I even went to look at like um, some of the IG IGN list for, like best Spider Mans for uh, some more recent years, and they still rank Spectacular Spider Man above 
Batman or uh, Spider-Man the animated series. But the cooler thing is that Spider-Man as like TV shows has multiple shows on that list. I don't think any other uh, comic book super superhero series has like they have uh, Spider-Man and some and his amazing friends at 59. And then you have Sp- the spectacular Spider-Man at 30. And then of course, uh, like you said, Spider-Man, the animated series at 84. I do think there's like a little bias because this article came out when, or like that listing came out when Spider-Man, so spectacular Spider-Man like was still a thing and like yeah. wasn't canceled yet. So I'm sure there was like some biases. I there. just find it kind of interesting that Spider-Man and his amazing friends is so rated high, but it literally only has one season. Yeah. So well, just what it did for hey, seasons cannot define the greatness of yeah that that one that was on year, there just because like what it did for superhero yeah you know comic book or comic book TV shows like because that one didn't it spark pioneer. it sparked I believe the Hulk TV show in those as well yeah right. it was definitely a, a pioneer in its own right yeah, yeah there's three three know. shows on it. it's crazy. Like, one of the things I want to know, too, is, like, how does it... I, mean, I don't know if anybody knows the numbers off the top of their head. You probably don't. But how does this compare to, like... There's a crap ton of Spider-Man TV shows. Mm-hmm. Like, are there that many TV shows for, like, other properties? Because, like... Mm-hmm. There's a bunch of I, Batmans. And there's a Batman, bunch of the animated series, is the only one that was on that list. Some of those other yeah. Batmans really aren't that good, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. And they're all right, but they're definitely not even... But I didn't think there was that many Batmans compared to, like, these Batmans. No, Batman, oh, there's a lot no, of Batmans. There's a lot of Batmans. Okay. Batmans have been running a series kind of like the Spider-Man is with here, where basically they run a show for about two to three years, oh, and then they kind of okay. add another show, like, reboot it somewhat or twist it a little bit. And, yeah. Batman Beyond, Batman, if you want to throw in Justice Leagues, and then Brave and the Bold... And then that weird one we watched on Amazon Prime. No, no, no. no I don't know what it is called. We didn't need to talk about Batman. Sorry. I'm like, <laughs> I'm, try- I'm, I'm trying to like contextualize it for myself because I, I think, I, I guess for me, I've seen at least one episode of every single one of these animated shows yeah. versus like, I didn't know that there were that many Batmans. So I think that in like for me that kind of shows me how important Spider-Man has been for like my cartoon loving self. Like I've actively tried to watch more Spider-Man cartoons. Yeah, what I've is it? You have like of, oh, You have like Batman the Brave and the Bold, right. like Batman Adventures or something like that. Yep. You had the Batman Batman yep. the animated series. Like yeah, there's there's quite a few. I mean, I've even if you count those. like not the old school Batman's with uh, with Adam West, R.I.P. Adam West. Like even that didn't make it on the list. So there's uh, a lot there. But I do see what you're saying though, because I don't think there's like a bunch. I mean, there are some Superman series, but definitely not to the level that you have Batman and Spider Man. Yeah. Which I mean, I think we'll probably when we get to some of the but why those for. As Spider Man's like Marvel's flagship character, why there's probably so many. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so probably the uh, last part here before we get ra- wrapping up is the Ultimate Spider Man's. There's obviously Peter Parker, probably the most famous and most well known, but there's also um, bunches and bunches of people that play other Spider Man's. There's an entire Spider Verse of just full Spider Man's and women's. And even actual, like, spiders, I think, sometimes. Yeah, there are actual spiders. Yeah, I think there's actual (laughs) spiders. I think there's a spider pig, where they do not only just from the whole thing, but there is a spider pig. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Uh, so like, the no. Ultimate Spider-Man, the, the one that just finished up. There's like a whole episode yes. with all different kinds of it's Spider-Mans. It's like a three-part yep. series, right? Yeah, that yeah. one is really good. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Spider Pig's in there. Yeah. And Night Spider-Man. I like the Night Spider-Man. That one is dope. Oh, is that the one where he's like, um, where they make it come on like a Nor type thing? A what? Oh, yeah, yeah. That, 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 I mean, that, ep- that, like, that episode you're talking about, like yeah. that Noir Spider-Man. Like, I that's like that Noir like... one more than the Noir. Yeah. yeah. yeah it's noir. like an old, like, cool, like, okay, yeah, I know, I know what, yeah. yeah, I know what Noir yeah. is. Okay. I couldn't figure out what you were saying. Yeah. Okay. Words are hard. <laughs> I, it's yeah. all good. So since yeah, Kate says how much she loves Miles Morales, we're going to go ahead and let her talk about some of the other Spider-Mans, per se, for a little bit here. Yeah, so Miles Morales is taking off, I, I don't want to say taking off in popularity, because he's been popular since he was created, for the most part, um, but when it, he's he's being featured a lot more. Um, Kevin Feige just uh, announced that he is going to be in the MCU, we don't know it in what capacity, um, and then like Matt said earlier on, he is getting his own TV show. And the really cool thing is that uh, the creators of Miles Morales actually based him off of Donald Glover. And Donald Glover is the person that's going to be doing the voice for him. Um, oh, that's cool. They, huh? That's cool. I know that. Yeah. So, like, they used him and his character. Like, they, they used Donald Glover for, like, the, the large part of who Miles is. And they also, so eventually, so what happened was when... President Obama was uh, being elected, pretty much people realized and people at Marvel realized, hey, we need more representation in our comics. We have it here. We're getting it more in our country at the highest levels. Why not Spider-Man? Like, everybody knows Spider-Man. Let's, you know, let's do it. Um, This made people really mad. Um, They were like, this is just political correctness. That type of thing that always gets said. Um, but Stan Lee actually came out and was like, I love Miles Morales. We need, you know, everybody deserves to have a superhero. And I'm really happy that they're taking a character that I made and making him be representative of more people than just Peter Parker. And so he's been a big hit. Um, his story is, is really close to Spider-Man. So he does get bit by radioactive spider, doesn't die. He gets superpowers and he pretty much has all of the Spider-Man powers, except he also has camouflage and he can control the electricity that his body puts out, uh, which lets him do pretty cool things. And his entire storyline goes over. He finds out he has powers, refuses to be a Spider-Man or like do anything because Peter Parker's running around the city at this time. And he says, no, we already have one. We don't need another one. I'll leave it all to Peter. And then Peter, uh, Sp- Peter Parker, Spider-Man ends up dying, saving his parents, and Miles arrives to the scene too late, and so he really takes this guilt with him in an almost like Batman type way, like survivor's guilt, like I should have been the one that died doing that, and so he goes around and he starts saving things. Um, so he's first known as a Prowler and stuff like that, but I mean, I could go on forever about Miles Morales, but this is a Miles Morales episode. Long story short, right. he's a Spider-Man. He's in, yeah, works. he's important. He's growing in importance in his stuff. Matt doesn't like anybody who isn't Peter Parker. Um, I think he's literally just a copy rip rip off. I don't think it's a rip off. Why? I think it's, he literally got bit by a radioactive spider. The chances of getting powers in the first place, let alone again. I mean, you basically you even said the storyline's almost exactly. But the I don't same. understand why that makes you mad. They killed Peter Parker just so they could have him. But it's in the ultimate. So let me like specify here. He's in the ultimate 
Marvel Universe, which is separate from a lot of... So, Peter Parker as Spider-Man's comic can run concurrently with Ultimates, because Ultimates is its own universe. If anybody who reads comics knows there's multiple Earths, multiple things that they run within, and this is contained within the Ultimate Universe itself. Um, I get what you're saying, it's a rip-off, but it's... I mean, char- like, with the X-Men, you can just introduce a new one all the time, and I think... Yeah, so Spider-Man was unique, and they literally had to basically just make a copycat of him. I don't think that's bad, though. (laughs) And neither do any of the people who created him, including Stan Lee, who initially made Spider-Man. Like, it's taking a character, taking it, and doing something, like, starting off the same, but he goes through a lot of stuff that Peter does not go through. Like, when you actually go through his full story, his origins kind of sound similar. But then again, every hero does something after somebody they love dies. Mm-hmm. Like, that, that is just what happens in the hero universe. We've talked about it with dead moms. We've talked about it with dead dads. Talked about it with negligent dads. <laughs> like It's all right, Matt. If you want a Spider-Man <laughs> with, like, a different background and you don't like that one, go, go read some of the Spider-Man 2099 stuff. Because I, I personally think that Miguel O'Hara is, like, way more interesting than Miles Morales is just because their stories are different. And... He was the first Latino character to take up the identity before Miles Morales. So Miles Morales copied Miguel O'Hara. Halfly. Well, the cool well, half of yeah. him. Well, yeah, because like the cool thing about Miles Morales is he's he's Afro Latino, so he's half black and I believe half Puerto Rican. Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, so he he does that, and I don't know. You can say it's a ripoff, but the whole thing is like we can take characters we love and we can add more to the universe and it doesn't detract from the power from the original. It just lets other people fall they in love with They killed the original. And then had him running in his own comic in a different area. They literally like, killed him but so he we still could had have a, Miles. But he still had a comic going. They didn't write him out of existence. Well, yeah, you couldn't Peter write Parker him out of existence. Peter Parker still has stuff happening. It's okay, he's like, got Tom Holland. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In addition to adding Miles Morales... Uh, there's a giant spider universe with different Spider-Men and women that inhabit it. You also get Spider-Gwen, which is an entirely different universe. So this one's not a ripoff. She only goes for, um, she's a very, I think it's set contained within like one small volume. And it's essentially, like I said earlier, an alternate reality where pretty much Peter Parker doesn't get bit and Gwen gets bit instead. And then another popular Spider-Man is also Silk, who is an Asian-American Spider-Woman named Cindy Moon. Um, I believe she's Korean-American. And in her storyline, she actually gets bit at the same time as Peter, but Peter doesn't become aware of her until 13 years later. And she has, like, a type of, like, anti-hero type background thing. Yeah. I never Her story's really messed too up. Much of Silk. Yeah, like, yeah. she's, like, locked away forever. It, it, it's messed up. And then, like, her and uh, Peter Parker have, like, this just attraction, just, like, primal attraction to each other. It gets hot and heavy with them. It's, it's cool. She's she's a cool character. I, I looked into it a little bit about the Spider-Gwen and Miles Morales thing. I think it's, like, a uh, cross-dimensional thing, but they definitely, like, kissed earlier this year. In one of uh, what was like Spider Man number twelve or something like that. Miles like they're definitely Spider Gwen, or yeah, they're definitely an item. Oh in wow! Like, I did not know that. That continuity. So, how is the age difference in that? Because last I knew, Gwen was about the same age as Peter, and Miles think, was about thirteen. Uh, and Peter uh, I think was it's like seventeen and nineteen. Okay. From what I was reading, just just briefly, that's just me skimming it. I haven't yeah. picked up a Spider Man comic in a while. But, uh, yeah, 
from what I was reading, it's 17 and 19. So okay. they, with Gwen being older, obviously. Right. Yeah, I didn't know how they portrayed it, because I, for, for, I thought uh, Miles was about at least five, yeah. if not more, yeah, yeah, old, yeah. younger than Peter, if I can remember correctly. Yeah, he's a lot yeah. younger. Yeah. He, it's very much a, like, not student teacher, but, like, somebody who sees his hero and then has that hero taken away and has to fill that void. Right. Like, it's a, I look up to you, now I have to do this type thing. Um, and, I mean, aside from those main ones, you have a whole bunch of other Spider-Men who also have different cultural backgrounds. You have manga versions of Spider-Man. You have Spider-Man from India. And all these are important because even though they may seem like replicants of the same story... It's the fact that one of the most well-known comic book characters can translate across cultures and be recognized and loved in all these different forms. That's really important. For sure. It sounds like Matt's first but why, though. Do you want to get into that, Matt? Yeah. So basically, the first but why, though, is basically Spider-Man's huge, and he's big, as she was talking about, across everything. And basically, for a while, he's been Marvel's flagship character and often the company, like, I guess, quote-unquote, mascot. Um, he's been used in mainstream, he's been in political things, obviously with all the different various Spider-Mans, he's been across different cultures, um, he's also apparently the most profitable superhero, I think at least what I found in 2014, which is just off the licensing product, pro- uh, products alone, he made more money than Batman, Superman, and the Avengers combined, so he definitely over the years been like big he's been like ranked high on like all every every basically every comic book hero ranking you can find he's been like in the top five definitely top 10 number one quite a bit he's definitely been marvel's pretty much number one for so many years Uh, i think i kind of listed a few of these like you know uh, 2014 ign number one marvel comic book resources 2015 number one you know number three ign 2011 you know so and so stuff obviously his comics have won a lot of awards over the years so he's been a very popular and for like you know well over fifty years. And yeah, I kinda... it's crazy that I don't know. I just I just would have like just naturally assumed Spider Man or Batman would have like the most licensing products. Mm-hmm. But I guess I can I guess I can see Spider Man being up there because all my my little cousins love Spider Man. Like he runs around saying I'm Spider Man, I'm Spider Man, <laughs> even with like Batman, Superman still being popular today. Yeah, so, I mean, I think even the one of the big lists they did for the top superheroes, I think, like I said, the only ones he's really falls behind is literally Batman and probably Superman are the only ones he's basically been to three. And they've actually done, I think, over time, done crossovers where he's met Superman and Batman at times in some of the comics and shows. So, yeah. But uh, I talked about the mainstream political scene, so he can chosen for a lot of things as well, So since he is their flagship character. So anytime Marvel wants to, I guess, do something different, either, I guess diversify or just kind of you know i guess do something good and whatnot i guess I'm trying to say uh he gets chosen so in like in the 70s nixon wanted stan lee to do an anti-drug comic book and so what they did is <laughs> <laughs> sounds great sounds definitely a moral nixon. comic book by yeah. richard nixon well i mean it's anti-drug <laughs> i like it i like it <laughs> yeah. it's anti-drugs not anti-embezzlement yeah yeah <laughs> So Stan Lee was like, yeah, that sounds great. Let's do this. But the comic code, which I didn't actually know existed. Yeah. Apparently did not want to give, they did not like the use of paraphernalia in any type of form, whether good, portrayed positively or negatively in any comics. And so they wouldn't give it a seal of approval. 
Stan Lee said, I don't care, and released it, and actually was very successful. So due to this, they actually had to go back and revise their code to try to yeah. fit this in. So like the weird thing is a comic book code pretty much comes around once you start getting the, the big three um, with DC. So it's kind of like no swearing, no drugs, no illusion to drugs, no, you know, uh, no sex, all those types of things. Um, also, no negative depictions of uh, people of different races. Like it, it, It's like really stringent. Um, they didn't enforce a lot of stuff unless it was really overt. Obviously, there's a crap ton of stereotypical characters that come out <laughs> that are negative representations from that time. Um, it was loosely enforced. Uh, but it's a, it's something that stayed and didn't actually get changed for a really long time from, like, the 40s into, I guess, until this point. I knew it changed, but I didn't know why. I thought yeah. they just stopped abiding by it. No. I believe it. this Godin Nixon wanted anti-drugs. But... I think the storyline, if I remember correctly, basically Peter's best friend Harry Osborne gets addicted to cocaine. Not surprised. Rich <laughs> which, man problems. Yeah, which they portray, <laughs> I think, quite a few storylines where he has drug problems, but apparently they showed per- cocaine. He was addicted to cocaine. What a coke. What comic books have taught me, if you're rich, you'll get, addi- you'll get addicted to something. Yeah. Batman was an alcoholic. Iron Man was an alcoholic. Harry Osborne was addicted to coke. Yeah. Many <laughs> um, more problems. Yeah. Um, also, like uh, the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, which people very popular thing. He he was a flagship uh, uh, float. Uh, all the big floats. He like ran from 1987 to 98, and then again from 2009 to 2011. So I mean that thing's. I mean it almost ran as that's a good like 13 years, quite a bit time of being in there. And then I know Kate has read and seen this issue thing but also after september 11th marvel wanted to do a story dealing with all the aftermath and yeah. so they chose to go with spider-man and choose one of his storylines to incorporate that. yeah so with comics the way they come out they come out monthly and it's really easy to stay current with what's happening in the world um so there's a superman september 11th comic but that comes out a year after and then the spider-man this spider-man issues is known as the black issue and that's because it was a completely black color cover with just the words um i think the amazing spider-man on the top and when you read through it it is just peter it is just spider-man narrating the entire thing and having to deal with the fact that he could not save what happened and the entire uh, issue deals with highlighting the first responders during September 11th and making them as heroes. And it also um, it also highlights the fact that everybody in New York, including the villains, like there is a still with Magneto and I think Doctor Doom, like trying to help people out of it because they're like, I can't believe this type of evil, and it's freaking Magneto and Doctor Doom, and. It ends with a really with an inclusive scene of what New York looks like, and so they. I know a lot about this comic, and I can go on for a really long time about it because I uh, read it for my master's thesis, and I have a, a big chunk of it in there, um, kind of analyzing it. But one of the things that this con- that this issue was really heralded for is that it created an inclusive picture of New York, and it didn't vilify anybody at a time where it was really easy to do that, um, and it really focused on. Um, showcasing New Yorkers as heroes and force responders as the real heroes, but also putting Spider-Man in a position and putting other heroes of New York in a position like 
and analyzing what happens when you can't be the hero. So it was like really, really impactful. Um, you can't get a hard copy unless you want to spend a lot of money, but you, I believe you can get a digital download for like three ninety nine. Um, so I would really recommend you do it. It's a really good read. Um, and it's probably one of my favorite uh, Spider-Man issues, honestly. So. Very impactful. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Before you move on to the next book, yeah. why though, Matt? I was looking into the because it still blows my mind that Spider-Man makes you know a hundred and one point three billion dollars. I was looking into it a little bit more. Two thirds of that comes from international. So I think oh, that kind of speaks to. So I think that speaks <laughs> yeah. like this, but why though specifically about like the global reach that Spider-Man has. And I think some of that has to do with like what Kate was talking about earlier with like Indian Spider-Man yeah. and things like that. It's crazy. I just want just a quick tidbit from what I was uh, researching while well, Kate was talking Well, it's funny you about. say that because it came over, uh, I guess, international because the next thing I'm going to talk about was in 2008, Marvel wanted to re- release a series of educational co- uh, comics partnering with the United Nations, which is yeah. obviously very international. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so they basically chose Spider-Man partnering with the United Nations Peacekeeping Forces, and they basically did a bunch of series educational highlighting peacekeeping missions. Why not? I haven't actually read any of these, but I thought it was very unique and very cool to do, that. especially that the United Nations, I guess, yeah. once of all. I know we talked about it in the Wonder Woman episode. Yeah, I was going to say, this is like, <laughs> I, I think this kind of just points to how impactful comics are, because this is the second time we're talking about a comic book character being used at a large scale to bring education or awareness to something yeah and so all this positive stuff and all this uh obviously he's well known well renowned and everything else and flagship and everything else but to kind of bring back to why kind of the next one but why though why he's kind of so popular i mean kind of the way he is and then kind of like personally from my point of view and i'm sure from other people as well but spider-man when they first made him, they wanted him to be a very flawed character. Like I said, he was conceived as an orphan and whatnot. Or that's kind of how they wanted him to be brought up. And what ended up happening when they made this character is he became very relatable to the everyday person. And so, one, that's a big part of his story, in a lot of his comics and story, his personal life is almost as big as his superhero life. Like, you know Peter Parker. I mean, you hear about Bruce Wayne, you hear about Tony Stark yeah. and whatnot in some of the comics, but you basically know Batman. And yeah. even Bruce Wayne goes, I am Batman. Whereas Peter Parker, I mean, there's some comics and some shows where you, Peter Parker might dominate more than just Spider-Man itself. And I think that's like, because I, I mean, so, and I know some people may make the comment like, oh, he's a good Bruce Wayne, but he's not a good Batman. I Personally, I haven't felt like... I've known both characters fully. Like, for Batman, I feel like he's Batman in and out of Batman costume. Um, I don't feel like Clark Kent really matters that much. Sorry, Superman fans. Um, But I feel like when I watch, or when I have watched Spider-Man on the big screen, the fact that I can say this actor was a great Peter Parker, but a bad Spider-Man, or this actor was a great Spider-Man, is because the animated series and the comics have done so well rounding out both sides of the coin in a way that I don't think any other series really does. I mean, we just talked about Wonder Woman and Wonder Woman's kind of Wonder Woman. There's there's no sh- real struggle between two personalities or like two lives in you know interrupting each other really. Yeah, um, you, you really you don't get it like literally almost <laughs> anywhere else yeah. of 
the alter ego being just as important. Uh, like maybe maybe Bruce Wayne, like you said, like but for the TV, like for the movies and stuff, because yeah. he can't be Batman the entire time. So maybe that's why that's a little bit more prevalent. But in terms of like the the TV series and stuff, you just care about him being Batman exactly in the TV series. But in the TV series for Spider Man, you want to see see them both. And I think what you said definitely like he's definitely probably the most relatable superhero that I can think of. I mean, he's not overly rich he's not you he's know poor. poor he's poor yeah. he's super poor he's, he's not getting all the ladies he's not you know because he even struggles with mary jane yeah or no. gwen stacy depending on well that's you know, why when they came like out more. when this whole when they when they kind of were creating him too when he first started out is it basically attracted a lot of young readers and brought out because i mean they obviously portray him as a high school student and kind of moves into college but the first originally thing was he was a high school student so just to struggle being a teenager in general yeah. Like you guys were talking about with failed, you know, like, you know, romantic relationships. He had a lot of failed uh, personal friendships. I mean, he basically lived with his aunt and uncle for a while until his uncle, unfortunately, is killed. What? Just... What are you talking about? <laughs> Spoilers. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and the, also was when they made this character and they wanted him to be flawed with the alter ego, because not only just was he a big part, but he was totally different. Because, you know, Tony Stark, he's like a rock star, you know, billionaire, philanthropist, you know, uh, can't even pronounce philanthropist. it. Philanthropist. There you go. That's why I have you here. That's why you can pronounce all the words. So I just know what they mean. <laughs> <laughs> and then Bruce Wayne, obviously billionaire. I mean, Clark Kent, I mean, he kind of looked down a little bit, you know, he played the famous up, you know. And then even some of the other ones. But him, he was basically like a nerd. He loved school. He, we talked, Adrian mentioned earlier, he was academically brilliant. He was basically a genius. But he was also bullied a lot yeah. in school. Uh, there's totally comics just going off. I think the main one is Flash Thompson. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Basically, they play the, your, your stereotypical jock, and basically they just beat him. Yeah. I mean, they literally either they beat him up, they mock him, everything. And he just gets beat up through his whole high school and I, career and i think like one of the important things too that really lets you navigate both parts of spider-man both peter parker and spider-man is the fact that like he doesn't become spider-man and then just like kick kicks flash's ass like he has to go back to being that nerdy guy like he may show off a little and maybe not let himself get picked on as much but he still has to be that like he still has to be the normal kid he can't be more than that yeah no so despite being Spider-Man running the streets at night, saving people's lives, he's just being yeah. bullied and tormented and stuff throughout the day. Yeah. Throughout a lot of struggles. Uh, so, I mean, it kind of goes weird because, like I said, they kind of deal with... He deals with a lot of, like, I guess, psychological issues. I mean, between just being bullied, parents are just gone, mystery gone. Yeah. <laughs> um, as I said, his uncle died, which kind of leads him to being Spider-Man. So he got the powers... And he kind of became, I guess, depending on the story, but most of them, are, he became like a, I guess, a fighter, a wrestler of some sort. Yeah. Or some he, type he, of thing. He went to seek fame yeah. after he got his Yeah, powers. pretty much. I mean, however they want to portray fame it. Fame and money. Yeah, like... however he wants to portray it, but that's what usually happened. And then they kind of portray it. Basically, a robber comes in, however they want to. He has a chance to stop him, because obviously he had the thing. He chooses not to. He's like, why do I have to worry about this problem? comes back along the robber ends up killing his uncle ben yeah so he like tangentially killed his uncle ben yeah and so it kind of led to a lot of yeah. guilt and a lot of problems with him and yeah. everything else. which i think is 
one of the things that makes him such a great info and this is why i say marvel has better like heroes is because i think that they really work hard to make them flawed and have to deal with these problems is like we said everybody's parents die in comic books it's it's like a prerequisite for being a hero um but the difference is is batman's parents die he still has alfred he's still being taken care of and he's rich superman's entire planet gets destroyed but he has a nice nuclear family that raises him and he's great spider-man's parents die he's an adopted by people then his surrogate father dies and he feels all the guilt and he's left in a single parent household that's poor and has to pretty much fight his way through that while also fighting his way through school and fighting his way through bad guys and it's really interesting like that to me is an interesting character that's an interesting person yeah yeah i think it's an interesting character because obviously everything you just said all that stuff basically happens to batman but you see the way batman deals with it like he goes he buries broody. it down in a cave yeah like he's like super broody <laughs> but uh peter parker takes it on with like optimism and like a brighter personality which is which was what I would hope. I mean, because Batman's super popular, but I would hope like the average person, if they dealt with the same kind of tragedy that Bruce Wayne dealt with and Peter Parker dealt with, I would hope that they want, would want to go like the Peter Parker route yeah. of like deal it with I it guess... optimistically and like you know love people around you. Where Batman yeah. on the other on the other side of the spectrum just like pushes everybody away and like hates his life and all that stuff. Yeah. Well, I think too. Like I think the difference also is like. I, I don't even know if I would even say that he's optimistic so much as he's real about it. Like, yeah. he realizes that he still has to get up and do these things. Like, he, it, it's a real reaction. We don't all have a bat cave to go, like, hide our problems in. I know it's betrayed as well sometimes in, in, I guess, Batman as well as him being kind of betrayed as a bad guy and villain. But for the most part, people of Gotham, like, know he's a good guy. That's not what, that's not what J.J. Jameson says. He's an <laughs> evil person. He's bad. Exactly. So, I mean, he, in Spider-Man, he just gets ridiculed by the people, by the media for the most part. Every day he wakes up and not only between having to go to school and get bullied, goes and saves ten people and then he gets blamed for it even happening by the yeah. newspapers and TV. Yeah, like, he's not embraced. He no. has to work hard to be embraced, and yeah. he and he has to work. He works, go to goes to school, saves people, gets critiqued on saving people, and then wakes up and does it all again. Like that's and gets with some ladies, <laughs> and a lot of those fail too. I yes. mean, even I mean, they, I mean, <laughs> or he kills his girlfriend by not realizing that you'll snap your neck by letting. But her fall. I guess to me, what I want to know, I guess depending on thing, because. I know, obviously, in the movie, she was following. She was probably most likely going to die anyways if you go by the Amazing Spider-Man portrayal they did with Andrew Garfield. The one I know, she fell off a bridge. and It's, she, it's the same situation. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Because I know he said she, I know he kind of plays it like I killed her, but I, I think she would have died anyways, if I'm correct, falling from that bridge. Yeah, no, like, in the comic book or in there, like, either she was going to die by hitting the ground or she was going to die because he tried to save her and yeah. she snapped up. Like, the distance was so far that she was Yeah, well, I know, I know. It's just kind of like, he plays the whole guilt of, like, I killed her, yeah. but she was going he to takes die the either way. Yeah, he takes the responsibility on himself because he's a nice guy and he's a hero. Also, <laughs> I know he ragged on the Andrew Garfield movies, but Gwen's death scene is actually really freaking good. Like... Other than the fact that it happened in a clock tower instead of a bridge, it is scene for scene what happens in the comic, down to, like, what she's wearing. It is probably one of my favorite comic-to-screen, like, adaptations in just that part. Um, 
So I yeah. spent my that props whole up movie, to watching your day. I spent that whole movie dreading that scene, knowing it was gonna coming in every moment. I was like, she's walking upstairs. I saw down. her in the coat, and I was like, oh, she's gonna die. Yeah, Emma Stone's the only good part of those movies. To this me. is true. Yes, yeah, she is. This yeah. is very true. Um, <clears throat> another thing. Um, and even like I said, his girlfriend dies. So he, <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't get a lot that goes for for him. I mean, he just kind of. Eventually, when they play it, after you get to the college, eventually all the, I guess, benefits come out. But for the whole, like, high school and for everybody, the majority of the people know Spider-Man from the time, he just doesn't get anything. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing goes his way. And, like, I think one of the best things, too, is, like, he doesn't have, like, he is literally doing everything by trial and error this entire time. Yes. He doesn't have, like, a superior wisdom that tells him what to do or, like, a whole bunch of money that he can mess up things. It's like, if you make a bad web shooter, you're going to have to wait till next month's paycheck to make another web shooter. Yeah. So, speaking of, I guess, thing, and that's what was cool about this character, another reason I love him and whatnot, and one of, I mean, I guess as a little kid watching the thing, reason love, one of the reasons I love science and gun science for the part was... He loves science. He was like, not only was he academically brilliant, but he's like, he great in biology, chemistry, mathematics. He made his own, I mean, web shooters, which vary electronics and mechanics. And he's obviously known as one of the smartest comic book characters of all time. I don't know exactly. I've seen lists where he's ranked like six out of everybody, maybe eight. Yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, I think for Marvel, it's him and Tony. Yeah, and I think if you two. add DC, yeah. I think he's like and fourth Reed. or fifth. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I think, I think. I would place him higher than because people like those list label Superman up there, but like he no. has, but they 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 have him up there because he can process information fast and all this stuff. That's because he's a goddamn. It's because it's power. <laughs> like, it's power <laughs> based. Like, that's not sun. fair. Yeah, like when you're looking at actual inherent genius, like you put him up there with the Reed Richards and the Batmans. Like that's how intelligent he yeah. is. Like the Mister Terrifics, like. A, a, Aside from like aliens, he's definitely like yeah. top five. Yeah. I, I think I would rate, I would put like Reed, Peter, Tony, Batman. Ah, Tony above Peter, but yeah, but he, yeah, he's I'd up put there. Tony above Peter. Batman, Batman number one. But I would only I, ba- put Tony above Peter because he's like older. But I think so far as like raw talent, I think Peter goes above. Oh, Peter Batman's Batman's definitely number one. Just the stuff that he has that he does in the comics is like way above anything. <laughs> street smart. And he's he the greatest Alfred detective of all time. Which I, I will give that to because they kind of talk about it a little bit and you see it. We were talking about making mistakes. So because he's thinking and because he doesn't have a mentor, he seems to be very accidental prone. Oh God! Yeah. So many and, things happen because he messed something up. Yeah, and so as, as smart as he is and as brilliant as he is, and he can make all this stuff, he makes some of the dumbest mistakes. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, lot of characters. Yeah. And what I like well is, as we talked about Batman too, despite having superhuman, or superhuman, superhuman strength, speed, agility, and all that stuff, which I tend to forget, he basically relies on his intelligence and makes, I mean, I like his web shooters. They kind of enhance some of the, they go as they change it. He kind of makes more devices. Not really a fan of some of the later tech that he does. But you they don't are like pretty the cool. Batcopter? Or no, the, the, sp- the Spiderpopter? Not really. Or the, <laughs> but the spider bike he used and the ultimate spider. But anyways, he uses his intelligence to beat characters, or to beat his villains for the most part. He just sits around, he's like, think, Spidey, Spidey, think, what do we do? And that, instead of like, oh yeah, I can pick up a truck. <laughs> and I just yeah. always found that like fascinating, that he relies 
all the way to his brain over even though like oh i am super strong like he has the power to use brute force like superman but he he doesn't no or at least that's no, how like, they've always he's like him. legitimately beaten some of like the strongest superheroes out yeah. there yeah like he's, like, I, I, he's beaten the Hulk he's when he had Hulk's like, ass. yeah, yeah, he's beaten the Hulk. He's in crossovers. He's beaten Wonder Woman. You know, he's yeah. he's definitely one of the strongest superheroes like out there for sure. I think so far as like outsmarting your enemy wise, like I'd put him on the same like page as T'Challa, uh, Black Panther, because Black Panther like, would pretty... destroy Black Panther. Black I would Pan- go with that. But Black Panther messed up Spider Man when they get introduced. That's fine. Just saying. Tom Holland, Tom Holland would would jack him up. No. <laughs> um, and so, like I said, he struggles, and then not only between obviously intelligence, and then we go back to the flawedness, because that's basically kind of how we talked back and forth with this. Was kind of how you some of the comics went. Like you have him doing something great, and then something bad happens, or then he's doing this, and it's just a giant constant juggle between him being a hero, his personal life, not messing up, having to learn. Oh, I have superpowers, but then what if we do this? It's he's just very <laughs> sometimes hard to relate or not really relate, but to put it all together, I guess. Yeah. Um, we talk about the responsibility you and thing which ends up being with great power comes great responsibility which he learned from his uncle. And sometimes he carries that he carries that to like heart and sometimes it ends up being like a burden to him so he always like feels responsible we talked about like when his girlfriend Gwen died that he feels responsible and he really probably there was nothing he could do i can't remember the name of the guy he's like really important the the scientist that he works for at the university that turns into the the connors yeah doc connors he takes so much he like he 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 takes so much of the blame for doc connors pretty much doing it to himself he's like i should have stopped him i should have known that this is what it was doing and like he pretty like he personalizes every single thing that happens yes. which i mean other superheroes do too but he like personalizes it and it drives him to uh, to like i guess better himself in those ways mm-hmm. which kind of gets to the whole point of like i love Sp- spider-man because of this and because of all these flaws, because of this like whole juggling, this whole psyche thing, and some of the internal problems and whatnot, which is why I kind of I guess mention a little bit since Disney's bought the rights to Spider-Man, kind of haven't they've kind of at least in my opinion they've downplayed a lot of these, and it's kind of what my first fear when Disney bought this. And I know a lot of people had it as well was. Oh no, Disney bought this. What's going to happen? I hope they don't like turn us into kids. When Disney bought the Marvel. Yeah, when they bought yeah. the Marvel whole, I guess, universe. Yeah, when they bought Marvel. Yeah, when they bought Marvel. <laughs> and they kind of didn't do it so much, and they did a pretty good job for the most part with all their characters. But if there was one character I feel that got, as I like to say, got Disneyed and basically portrayed down, end up being Spider Man. Obviously. How so? A- like, with what? Like, in the event, in the Captain uh, America Civil War movie? Well, in the Civil War movie, and even when the one coming, you have basically, now he has Tony Stark helping him in the new upcoming series. Uh, even in the new cartoons that Disney would have, I guess, or with the way they he portray him now. He has a team. He's yeah, mentored. He's, yeah, he's mentored. He has a team now. He's not doing anything on his own. He went Isn't from, that what this movie's about, though? 
I haven't watched any of the trailers, but a lot of like the tone of it seems like he doesn't want any help to like take down Volter and stuff. Well, it seems I, like I, well, I think this is like specific- his homecoming. Yeah, his, well, but I think he's talking specifically about like the ultimate TV show that came out from. Well, that movie. one happened as well. But oh, even in the okay. movie, unlimited. Well, even in the movie, it seems like at least from the trailer portray. I mean, Iron Man's there quite a bit helping him along. Obviously, he can end up not wanting help because that's usually what happens. But he didn't really even have that before. He didn't even have like like Tony Stark gives him stuff. Yeah, and, and Tony Stark is featured on the posters and stuff. Yeah, like, Tony Stark is probably going to be a pretty decent-sized part of the movie. Yeah. I guess we'll find out next week, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> but just from the trailers and from what I know about it and everything, he's going to be a decent part. He will play, like, almost a father figure yeah. to uh, Peter. He's going to give some technology. Like, and other stuff, Peter had to make everything himself. He made his own costume. Yeah, I also think that, like, one of the things that I didn't like that they did with... Um, with uh with the new spider-man has been how they've done aunt may so like oh she's hot in this one <laughs> yeah that's what i was thinking too yeah. well not just that and not being old it's the fact that like the problems seem to be gone like she jet sets and, and i'm talking about the, the 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 newer cartoon like she jet sets they have money she has money to go do this he just goes to school uh. he does whatever he wants he's problem free like that's not like one like one of the best things about Spider Man is what we just talked about. The fact that he goes through all these things. And that's not really what he has to deal with in in this in that universe. Because yeah, he went from basically having to help his aunt pay rent so they can live to now, oh no, I forgot to do my homework. Oh, and no. it went from Aunt May is at work to Aunt May is out in Canoeing. the Sahara somewhere. <laughs> Which I mean, I think too, like Aunt May is also really like I think Spider-Man does really well, too, because I think Spider-Man does a really good job at giving us well-rounded side characters. Like, I feel like I know who Mary Jane is, who Gwen Stacy is, who Felicia is, who Aunt May is. And I think in some of the newer stuff, or at least in that in that series, Aunt May, who's a really pivotal figure in what, what Spider-Man does, is kind of removed from that. I don't know, I'm excited for it. Not like in, in the TV show, because I haven't watched like the TV show since like the Ultimate Spider-Man. Like, I've only seen a few episodes of the Ultimate Spider-Man, like the more popular ones. But uh, for this movie, it looks... This Spider-Man is definitely leaps and bounds better than the previous two Spider-Mans. Yeah, I can probably go with that. Yeah. Yeah, it would definitely like, look a lot better. Just from his little parts in Civil War, Tom Holland is a great Peter Parker... Yeah, and he and, is a great yeah. Spider-Man, and he's actually athletic. Like, have you seen him do like back handsprings and stuff in the gym? <laughs> yeah, the dude is legit. Yeah, no, I, I completely. And they agree. have him in the Bronx, except for Aunt May being hot. I don't know why Aunt May is hot. You don't need to make, make Aunt May hot. Like, when is Aunt that May ever weird. hot? I mean, yeah. but you know, um, I, I, I can't, I can't say I'm not. You know, I'm worried about it because name the last bad Marvel movie. Yeah. And Sony had two shots at it and they blew it. So yeah. No, I mean I obviously we don't know what they're doing in the MCU, but just on what Disney has done with it since they bought the character that we have now, it's like I'm with Matt on this one. I just feel like said, when, But I'm excited. At least from way they created him, from like the conceit of like the orphan thing to the whole you know, some of the problems they had, it just seems like they've downplayed a lot of them. They're still yeah. there. He still has that whole struggling, like, high school life and whatnot, but it just doesn't seem like it takes much of a toll as it seemed to take before on him. Like, he seemed like he had yeah. breakdowns before. Yeah. Like, yeah. what am I doing with my life right now? Can I do this? And now it's just kind of like, yeah. oh, no, I skipped gym class. Emo. 
And yeah. also, like, one <laughs> <Eagle> of... Parker. <laughs> the Spider-Man idea of how to write a teenager is still really present in a lot of the teenager teenage characters that we get now. At least the successful ones. Right. Like, you have to highlight that not everything's, you know, rose-scented and great, but you don't have to make it dark and broody like Batman. You can show how to persevere, and that's something that I know a lot of people who have, and me too, who have been fans of this Marvel comic, like, when I read it, I could think about some of the things I liked about Spider-Man being in there as well. Yeah, it's, he's definitely the character that basically anybody who gets those powers who decides to be a superhero, like the average person, that's the stuff they're going to have to go through. Because unless you're like you're robbing banks and stuff, you still have to go to work the next day. Yeah. <laughs> like, you can't put all that stuff off. Like, you're not making any money off of being a superhero. So he's definitely the most relatable out of any superhero that I can yeah. think of. Unless you're because Superman. Batman gets to go be Batman and he has to go be, get Bruce Wayne after he puts his stuff on. You know, Superman has a cushy job. Where he sells a, pictures of himself that, yeah. to people who like him. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> Peter Parker is definitely, like, the everyday man superhero. And if I was a superhero, it's it's, it's what I would hope to hope to be like yeah. if i if i don't like turn into like a venom and go steal stuff yeah. which if we had more time which i would totally love to go into the black suit spider-man and venom black suit spider-man which i yeah. love black suit spider-man and obviously i love venom as well almost sometimes more than spider-man but yeah. yes it's all right when the venom movie comes out we can talk about it because yeah, i like carnage better than i like venom so and since carnage is going to be in the new venom yes. movie we can Hold cross on. the streams there Hold on. What do you guys feel about Agent Venom? We would not talk about Agent Venom. <laughs> <laughs> we would not talk about Agent Venom. Oh, I have crazy. amnesia. <laughs> I will probably want to do a wormhole over this. Obviously, if one of you two like to come, that's fine. I will probably touch on it some. Obviously, the Venom movie still has a way to go. But, yeah. That is one thing that I really enjoy. That What they do with him for that. Especially from all the stuff. Um... Does anybody have anything else they'd like to add? I know we're kind of running a little late here in time. No, no I, 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 I guess like my only thing is just to kind of like tied like two of the things we've talked about together. I guess more explicitly is, I think the fact that he is the everyman superhero, and like these problems of persevering through life is something that anybody from any culture, any background can deal with and that's why i really think the character of spider-man works as miles morales or as cindy well hers is a little different but or as you know spider-man in india or miguel like those like that the essence of spider-man is something that everybody can get behind um because he's real you know like yeah. Which kind of brings me to, we always like to have our listeners, if they have feedback, we like to give them shout-outs when they actually have something. Uh, one of our Twitter followers, Mark Blackman 26 basically told us when we asked him, how do you feel about Spider-Man and why do you like him? He said, the reason Spider-Man has always been my super favorite hero is because he is the most relatable as far as everyday life. He's always battling with real-life issues, whether it be high school, adulthood, or traumatic changes. Even though he has superpowers, I've never seen him in that light like other superheroes he also goes on like i really like tom Hall- how tom holland and he actually liked in andrew garfield portrayed the character to where he feels like anybody could become or be spider-man and he feels like that's why he's just one of the best relatable superheroes I thanks always for the like feedback it. mars i was gonna say i always like it when our but why those match up with fan but why those 
I feel like you've done yeah. a good thing. Yes. <laughs> Before we uh, we wrap up, are you excited? Because by the time this comes out, like the day after, we're going to be in seats for Homecoming. Are, are you guys excited? Have you guys watched trailers? Yeah, I've watched the trailers. I'm really excited. Um, I I guess, I mean, I'm just expecting a lot because Marvel has it back in their hands. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm excited. And I'm, I think it's going to be pretty good. I'm interesting to see how they play the vulture because he always seems to be played weird compared yeah. to the comics. He kind of looks like a bird and they usually play a machine. It's kind of weird. They kind of do the falcon, falcon type thing with him. He goes from like wings to like other like mechanical stuff. What about you? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty excited. Um, I think they picked the perfect person to do vulture, like Michael Keaton. Oh, yeah. Like, that's that's the casting right there. Well, and like I said before. Birth? Yes, he yeah, he played, like, Birdman. he played Birdman. He's basically playing Birdman, <laughs> and he used to be Batman. Like it's it's perfect. Uh, I'm I'm excited for it. Like I said before, Marvel hasn't put on a bad movie in quite a while, and I've liked all of it. So I can't see them doing something bad with here. I know like Tom Holland like leaked it, not like leaked it because like we I guess we've kind of known, but he's like, yeah, we're doing two more two more of yeah. these after this. So I mean, we're we're gonna get some more, he and I like that it's High School Spider-Man. I'm so excited for it to be High School Spider-Man. I'm hoping that they play him as smart still, because yeah. I said it before. But Andrew Garfield YouTubing how batteries yes. work blew my mind in the theater and almost made me want to walk out. Like they're 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 doing good stuff with Tom Holland, so I'm excited to see where it goes. I also want to point out two things. One, Tom Holland confirmed that. Spider-Man has been in the MCU since Iron Man 2 and that little boy in the Iron Man mask. Like, the ages line up so we confirm that fan theory. I know. Size, whatever. He, did he confirm that? Or, like, was that one of those things that he slipped it out and, like, Disney was like, no, don't do that. Uh, he's, I thought he confirmed it, like, definitively. I saw it was, confirm- I I saw saw. It was confirmed definitively, but I didn't. It was yeah. kind of more of a whatever. Gotcha. Anyway, That's cool. As always, you can find us at But Why Though PC on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, as well as on twitch.tv slash But Why Though PC. We will be streaming more often on that. You can find me personally at OhMyMythRandier on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, Adrian? You can find me on Twitter at SuperReese93, S U P E R R U I Z 93. And Matt. Find me on Twitter at, at M18, D-A-T-T-M-18. Everybody, thanks for listening, and uh, bye, guys.